Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Shout out to the Lakers. They're up 2-1. Yeah. Yo, if they beat the Warriors, you know the fix is in. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They had Bronny commit to USC. I see the wheels, the powers that be working this magic. So hopefully, hopefully they fix it for LeBron again. And yeah, yeah. Shot this is a key, but getting started early, early tonight. A five on the super chat. Chris Brown and Usher fighting at a roller skating rink. Man, I thought this was a plot for roll bounce too. So we're going to have to walk back some of this because we got an update on the Chris Brown uh, Usher thing. So don't everybody don't jump to conclusions just yet. Martina, hey, how do you say good morning in Cantonese or Cambodian? Hi. I was watching that. What movie was it about? They had to rescue the kids and and the in the, the cave before they before they drowned from flooding, and everybody in there was like, <laughs> it was a good movie. Like two of the divers died. It was good, but it was sad, yo. And um, what was it called? Twelve deep, thirteen deep, right? Was it Cambodia? Might have been Thailand. I don't know. But they had to go in and save those kids, man. The soccer team that got caught in a cave. And every time. Every. Every. Every conversation ended. (laughs) It was a good movie, yo. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Hey, I'm I'm on CP time. But I had to watch. The Lake Show, come on, y'all. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, had to. My man, ain't no way. (laughs) We gonna walk this Usher Chris Brown thing back. It's not as bad as what's being reported. See, this is why I'm saying, if I ever jump into the the celebrity thing. (sighs) But I I can't. Like, that shit would irritate my spirit. Like, 24-7 celebrity News and gossip, ugh, it wouldn't sit right with my spirit. It wouldn't sit right in my spirit. Would not sit right in my spirit, (laughs) y'all. I yo, yo, I get that (laughs) all day. Yeah, yeah, they get shot at. I be doing the shooting, you know. Oh, Sustay, okay, Sustay. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it was Thailand? Okay, thank you. It was a good movie. And, you know, like I said, I think two of the divers died, man. It was, it was, that shit was crazy, you know? They're not going to be... Do- Listen, I said the powers that be, woman. Powers that be. Powers that be. Yeah, I've been seeing Super Mario. I loved it. It was great. Awesome flick. Hey, hey, Carrie, hey. Yeah, Super Mario was awesome. You should go see it. You should go see it. Yes, it deserves to make a billion dollars. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah. At the end of the day, all King Cooper wanted to do was marry Peaches. He stole the superstar because he figures that's what Peaches would want him to do. So King Cooper, well, King Bowser was a simp for Peaches. He was in love with Peaches. Man was singing songs to her and. She was like, no, I'll never marry you. He's like, oh, nah, see, bitch, you done fucked it all up. Now I got to kill you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Renfield's a good movie. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Bowser was a simp. Yes. What do you mean? He was in love with Peaches. He stole the superstar to give to Peaches. That's a simp, right? Isn't that what we call a simp? And he sing his song. He's at the piano. Peaches, 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 peaches. I love you. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yes. What? Man, I'm telling you. Telling you. He just wanted to sniff the peach. Okay? Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah. He did all that because he wanted to marry her. And merge the two kingdoms. That's what people, I think, tend to uh, overlook. He wanted to get married. And so they can merge the two kingdoms. All that shit he was doing for Peaches. And Peaches was like, nah, son. What? Glad you didn't see it. See, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's a great, fun family flick. If you grew up, we all grew up with this Nintendo shit. It's exactly how you expect the movie to be. Donkey Kong Jr. was dope. The uh, the go-kart scene on Rainbow Bridge was dope. There's nothing wrong with Super Mario Brothers. All right? It's a great flick. It didn't make a billion dollars for nothing. My man Conspiracy. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Just saw Guardians never give James Gunn the ox court, bruh. <sighs> Lots of animal brutality. Lots of animal brutality. Lots of, yo, the scene when Rocket, when they, when they got the kill switch and Rocket's in the, he's in the ethers, right? And he saw Lila. And I was like, oh no, bro, keep it together, bro. Cause I'm sitting there laid back in the, in the chair, like, cause it is reclining, man. And he sees Lila walking towards him. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. And <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry. I let you guys down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She was like, no. And then you saw teeth, teeth and, and, and floor in the background. Oh, my God, bro. I almost lost it. He's like, she's like, you're right. The sky is blue. It goes on forever. I was like, bro, don't lose it, bro. Don't lose it, bro. He rockets crying and shit. He was like, can I go with you guys? I was like, yes. And he's about to go. She's like, but. 
You have work to do. I was like, oh, no, no. No, Rocket, no, Rocket, no. Keep it together. And then he went back into his body. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If there's if there's ever a time you're going to be like one of these, like, oh, shit, son, yo. I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> James burnt the house down. I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's, I still put Guardians 1 as the best Guardians. This is a close second. And I don't, here's what I didn't like. I didn't like how they made the high evolutionary at the end just kind of lose his composure, right? Because he was obsessed with Rocket because Rocket was the only creature out of his batch of 89 that cognitively was, that became smart, that was a creative. And he, for the life of him, couldn't understand why Rocket, and he became so obsessed with Rocket, he just lost his mind. I'm like, come on, this ain't, this ain't how it's supposed to be. But once again, if you're into the whole Yakub thing, there's your gem. And then when they, when Gamora peeled off his mask and his face was all cut up, it all just because you know when Rocket attacked him years prior, scratched his face all up. I'm like, God damn! He, so he looks like Red Skull, the nose missing. I mean, he's completely flayed. Like Rocket, like flayed his skin. And when she pulled the mask off, I was like, Oh, sh- damn! Okay, Guardians one, yes, yes, yeah. Clearly the better, better movie, better soundtrack. I agree. I wasn't a fan of this this one soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon jumped out of the trash can last night and I ran. That is funny. Yo, man, I'm telling you, man. Yo, the, the Rocket's backstory was painful. I have to see all the phony grifting Latinos wear Mexican headband. Oh, oh, and praise the all of a sudden sex symbol Canelo is just silly dog. Oh, yeah, he does fight another nobody. A, a British guy. It was a Sarah McLaughlin animal donation commercial. Oh, my God. And the arms of an angel. You're just waiting for that song to come on, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was a PETA commercial. But, um, yeah, man, Canelo, listen, I don't know why anybody puts Canelo in anybody's top 10. He ain't fought nobody since Floyd. Okay, Caleb, Caleb Plant was, was decent. That was a decent win for him. But he ain't fought Big Charlo. He ain't going to fight Andrade. He won't fight Benavidez. He won't fight any. Come on, man. Dude, the zone is, is going to protect this dude until he retires, man. I don't see how anybody puts Canelo in a in a pound-for-pound pound top 10. How? He ain't fought nobody. He runs from everybody. He runs from everybody. You know? Yeah, I, I would never. I would never. Yeah, be, be evil. Be, oh, my God. Beevil beat him up so goddamn bad. And that just goes to show the, uh, not only the weight class difference, but just Beevil is just a, people think Canelo is a great fighter. Beevil just showed y'all he wasn't, a, he's not as great as people think he is. You know, why was Gene timed out? Oh, what happened? What happened? Come on, y'all chill in the comments. What the hell? Why was Gene timed out? Let me see what happened. Uh Oh, what, what'd you say, Gene? Okay, Gene, I got you. Everybody, yo, everybody chill. Good Lord. What did Gene say? It was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was. That that, comment wasn't bad. 
Yeah, everybody calm down. Everybody chill. Also, Shatira, my bad girl. Let me get your uh let me get your super chat. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for the five hundred super chat. ATL positivity twenty twenty three lasted all of one day because there was some shitting. So I'm shooting the next day. I'm a chill and usher thing because we all we all know. Listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, let me get a couple of these comments and we're going to get into our show tonight. What's happening? Oh, yeah. Triple G won the first fight. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Come on, Chris. Who? Uh, listen, until Canelo's. N- Come on, man. Yeah, we all agree. Triple G won the first fight. Um. Yeah, he really. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, no. He'll never fight Big Charlo. He's not. He's never gonna fight Andrade. He's, yeah, he ain't. Come on, nope. I'll never. I will never put Canelo in my pound for pound top ten. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. Yeah, I guess I'd be crazy then. Cause, uh, cause, cause, guess what? Uh, Curtis Schoon agrees with me. Okay, Curtis Schoon agrees with me. All right, it's very mid. Canelo's very mid. PBC got the best fight. Come on, stop this, bro. You, I don't even how you can sit here and say this shit. PBC got the best fighters. <laughs> what you talking about? PBC got the best fighters. PBC been had had the best fighters for the last I don't know damn near ten years. What we what are we doing? How's PBC trash? How? You got guys from Aram camp trying to leave. They trying to leave the zone and Bob Aram to go to PBC. All their fight, anybody that fights PBC going to get paid. You're going to get, you're going to get pay-per-view. You're going to get paid. Their numbers clearly show PBC, PBC fighters. People come to see their fights. They had the best fighters. And hands down, hands down, hands down. Ryder doing pretty good so far. So what's the uh, what's the uh, the round count? Who's up? Because I ref- I would never spend money on on the triple G uh, on the uh, uh, I would never spend money on the Canelo fight. I took care of it. Never. I would never spend money on a on a Canelo fight. Y'all crazy. Okay. Is everybody good? We good now? Knockdown. Oh, shit. I can't believe this man said PBC garbage. The PPV. Nobody does higher PPV numbers than PBC. What do we? Come on, man. Let's not do this, bro. You know better. You know better. Nobody. Second highest uh, PPV fight this uh, was was, was Tank and, and, and Garcia. What? All right, let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get on. What do we? What do? What I want to do first? What I want to do first? Let me see. I have. I literally have thirty-five tabs open. I literally have thirty-five tabs open. Literally, literally thirty-five. And I was playing with some AI today, so I got some voice cloning. 
practice in today i was playing with what is this what is this what site is this i was playing with what's it called shit i forgot i forgot what it's called but i was playing with it and okay let me go back out of it play.ht so I was playing with play.ht I was playing with Murph and I was playing with of course voice lab right one two three and then the fourth one I was playing with was Descript so my four AI projects or sites I'm playing with Descript play.ht Murph.ai and 11 labs so if you're a content creator or if you call yourself one you better get your ass on this ai shit <laughs> you better get your ass on this voice cloning stuff okay because everyone's jumping on it you might as well too all right so i'm not gonna hold y'all i'm telling you man it's, it's here it's here let me get this real good this real quick this fun this first clip now everyone's everybody's worried about um you know what? Here's the real life, Megan. Listen, your kids are going to want this. Okay? Your kids in about 10 years, when you have some brand new kids, like if you have kids like now and they turn like seven, eight years old, they're going to want this shit. Listen. Your kids are going to want this. Yeah! Yes! Wow. So... So um, this is a phase of our development, actually, this project where it's our playtime. Yeah. Because we're really uh, trying to figure out uh, what are the flaws yeah. and insecurities yeah. in this character yeah. Yeah, that make us really care about her. Yeah. Um, you can think of this as kind of like a backwards machine learning. Like we your build machines and then we learn want from this. Them. Once again, your children are going to want this. All of the cool kids are going to want this. We not just watch the movie, Megan. Did we not just watch the movie Megan? Your kids are gonna want this. Yeah. Yes. Your kids are going to want this. Wow. So, so um, this is a phase of our development. Actually, this project where it's our playtime. Yeah. Because we're really uh, trying to figure out uh, what are the flaws and insecurities in this character. Yeah, yeah, that make us really care about her. Yeah. Your kids are going um, to can want think of this. this. Is kind of like a backwards machine learning, like. We build machines and then we learn from them. If you have a five, six, seven, eight-year-old kid when this thing pops out, it gr- mommy, daddy, okay, the commercials, <laughs> the media marketing, stop, come on. Kids are going to want this. Why are we, why, why is everybody like, no, 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 really? Really? Every wave of toys and gaming systems that have ever come out and your kids asked for it, you got it for them. Right? I grew up with BB guns. Begged my dad for two years straight. Guess what? Got a BB gun. Got a bunch of BB guns. Had the BB gun that looked like a fucking AR. Looked like an AR, uh, not an AR, but an M16. Where you had to pump it like five or six times. Right? I had the, had the BB gun that took the gas, the, ga- the carbon gas. And I took the, uh, and I had the BB gun. I shot BBs and, and pellets. Matter of fact, I shot one of my friends 
from half a block with this goddamn BB gun that looked like an M16. Right? Every toy wave that came, our parents got it for us. You're going to do the same for your children. We're talking children. Yes. If they market this thing for under 10-year-olds, you're going to get it for your kids. Please stop. Don't do this. I'm going to touch on, I'm a touch on the uh, priest. I got you. I got you. Yeah, y'all say not that one. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> and like, we'll say what? Wake up in the middle of the night and her big face ass is beside your bed. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. You're going to get your kids this. We're talking children. Can't get to do them. You, you will find a way. Y'all will find a way. No, I didn't shoot my eye out. No, I didn't. No, but I shot a bunch of people. I killed. I listen. I killed a bunch of birds. I killed a bunch of squirrels. I killed a bunch of cats. I would. I we we would sit. Oh, this is the the worst part about it. Lord forgive me, but I would sit in the bushes on the side of our house in the middle of the night on a weekend and shoot at passing vehicles. I was a menace on my on my block. I was the coolest kid. We were the cool. I had one. My brother had one. Listen, we had BB guns, man. We were kings. We were kings. We had BB guns, and we had a pit bull. This was back in 1983, before anybody knew what the fuck a pit bull was. Okay. My dad kept us ahead of the curve, right? ColecoVision, first Atari 1600. Then the next one was, no, it was 1632, 5200. Nintendo, SNS, uh, 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 well, well, not the GameCube. Uh, Turbo Graphics 16, when that first came out, we had that. Quit playing. You're going to buy this for your children. You're going to buy this for your children. Y'all better stop this. Exactly. You're going to be in the back alley with the booster guy. Yo, I got that. I got that Molly 6000. Yo, you got it with the black skate wheels? Yeah, it's in black. Yo, how much? Two, two G's, my guy. Two G's. Yeah, my guy. I got two left. And they're already spoken for. What you trying to do? Okay, you said two G's? Two G's, my guy. Okay. So... You're going to do this. Yeah, well, listen, I was I was a menace. I was a menace. <laughs> I was a menace. Yo, I used my BB gun for what it was designed to do, to kill animals. <laughs> Yo, you hit a <laughs> you hit a cat in in the in the haunch and it would get the limping. Yo, man, listen. We were kings on our block. For like three blocks, we were kings. You know, you shoot a bird, click the bird, and we out, out through the chest, and just get to shaking and shit. Man, come on, man. You know, shoot a couple squirrels. You know, you get your aim on point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Don't act like I'm the only one that did this stuff. All right, you know what? The hell with y'all. Okay? Y'all act like I'm the only one that was being a menace. 
I hope it's not alone. What? What? Now listen, I value animals now, but listen, I, come on. You're going to tell a young boy with the BB gun, what, what is it designed to do? Shoot targets? No. You go out there and... <laughs> you go out there. <laughs> Wait, damn, 83, I wasn't even swimming in my pop. Yeah, 1983, uh, my, my dad bought us, he brought home Bruno. And uh, yeah, what? American Staffordshire Terrier. He had the black... Black, gray, white, tiger stripe. He was a beautiful dog. He was the only dog my mother ever let in the house. He was the only dog my mother ever let in the house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were walking. They were like, what kind of dog is that? It looks funny. And my dad, every weekend, would take my dog out to the country to go fight these big-ass junkyard dogs. And Bruno would damn it eviscerate every last one of them dogs to the point where my to the point where nobody wanted to let my dad come bring Bruno to fight. That's how bad it got. That's how bad it got. I used to cry. And I'd be like, I would beg my dad, dad, please stop making Bruno fight. <laughs> and he's like, what you crying for? He's, he's killing these dogs. And I'm like, I don't want Bruno to fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I knew every Saturday we'd go into the country. I knew what that meant. We're going to go fight Bruno. And he, listen, he fought Rottweilers, uh, Dobermans. You, you lined these dogs up. Bruno would take them down. The fights wouldn't last long. And we went to the country less and less because nobody wanted to, to line their dogs up with, with, my, with, uh, with Bruno. So, shit. 83. So, I, that pit bull thing, ben, ben did that. You know? Who shot JR? <laughs> Who shot JR? <laughs> right. I would not shoot a red panda. No. I would not shoot a red panda. See? Okay, okay. Kendra Spirits. Yeah, Bruno, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yes, I was that kid. Like, stop making my dog fight. <laughs> I was a little sensitive little motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? When I was little. But anywho. Anywho, Bruno was a pookie. Yes. And he wasn't the biggest. He might have been 70 pounds, but then I'm a little kid, so anything looked big to me. He looked big to me. I mean, he was frame, muscular frame. I mean, he had the classic look, you know, of, of what you're looking for in the pit bull or um, American Staffordshire Terrier. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, yo, big. Stupid big. I'm talking dogs that just, you know, like eat tires for lunch. And he would he just lock onto them and just, and you hear the other dogs whining and, and ah, it was, geez. I, yeah, that had to, my dad had to, had to break stick to break Bruno's grip out. Of and one time he had to shove a water hose up his nose and shit to, Bruno was vicious, man. Like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Okay. Okay. B, what you doing? B. Let's see. If this, let's see if this voice command works. Let's see if this voice command works. Turn the fan on. I'm hot.
Are you? I can't see your reaction because these lights. Yo, because I'm cooking right now. You see me? You come on, just turn the damn fan on. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into something. Let's get into something. Let's get into something. Okay, I got rid of that. Okay, that's one clip. Move trash. Yo, is that fan? Yo, can you hear that? Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Lucky I can't see your reaction because these lights. Because if you look at me funny, I would get up. So make all the faces you can because I can't see. Yeah, snap your fingers. All right, yeah, that's what you better do. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yo. Okay. Eddie Murphy. This is an old clip from Eddie Murphy. Um, I love Eddie. Like, Eddie can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't give a fuck. Listen, I don't care about him and Johnny Gill. I don't care. I don't care about him giving the trainee a ride home. I don't care. It's Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy. What? Where's my dad at? My dad is at home with his wife chilling. He'll never see this. <laughs> Eddie! Eddie! You don't know when it's going to be a success, but you know when a movie sucks halfway through it. Yeah. You'll be on a yeah. set, you know, and, and you can see it on a per in a person's eyes. And usually when a, nobody sets out to make a movie, it sucks. I'll give yeah. you a perfect example. I don't like Beverly Hills Cop 3, yeah. okay? And the reason I don't like it is because the movie wasn't ready. It's not like I don't like Axel Foley and I didn't want to do another cop movie. It was the movie wasn't ready to do. Yeah. But the studio was on a schedule. So yeah. they come and say... We made $600 million with these other Beverly Hills Cop movies. Let's get another one. Yeah. Or we'll get Eddie. They say, Eddie, we want you to do Beverly Hills Cop 3. And I say, I don't really know. They say, well, here's a script. And you go, oh, the script isn't even ready. And they write this check. And you go, ah, oh, I'm not for checks. And then they, then they give you another check. You go, hey, stop giving me these checks. And eventually they write a check so big. Yeah. But yeah. you look at it and it's yeah. like, okay, well, when do you want yeah. to start this yeah. movie? Yeah. And then you do the movie. And then halfway through, and you start off when the script's not right. And, you, and it, it's like you're sending a, a ship out of port with a hole in it, and you're trying to fix the script while you're going. Well, there's a film of yours at two or three years, which I rather like, Distinguished Gentleman, where you play, a, you know, you're a con artist in that, which I thought was a rather good film, but it didn't seem to do as well as Beverly Hills Cop or... And you know what? It's a shame that um, a, a Distinguished Gentleman isn't mentioned among Eddie's better movies because he broke down the politics in that movie. Remember, he's, he conned his way into Congress. Like, he conned his way into Congress. Like, it shows you step by step how a lot of these guys get into Congress. Don't you watch Power? You see how uh, Lorenz Tate's character, how he's basically going to con his way into Congress, right? This was, yeah, one, Eddie, that's a slept-on movie. Like, it's a very slept-on movie. I don't think enough folk give it enough credit because, I mean, you want to understand how politics and con it, it, it lays it out live. Cheryl Lee Ralph was in that movie. Man, it's been so long since, I, since I've seen it. I have to go back and watch it again, but let's continue. Yeah, because it appeals to a different audience. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like, like you went to go see that, that picture and you enjoyed it, but, but, but you might go see a picture like uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and think, oh, this is... This is Man. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> not stimulating intellectually, anything. Okay, Tiff Moore, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you deleting Gene? Gene is a damn member. I thought I fixed it. Okay, Gene, you should be good. Uh, RC, what link is this? Super Nintendo. Oh, man, you just killed my link. Oh, it's for sale for, ooh. Yeah, they had the mini one. They had the mini console that I, that I want to get. There is a mini console that I want to get. Damn, 269. Mm-mm. I ain't going to do it. Huh? What's up? Is it loud? You can hear it too, huh? Why didn't you do that the first time? You lucky I can't. Yeah, Woosah, walk it out. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah, shout out to Eddie. Eddie, Eddie gave us a pretty good movie, Distinguished Gentleman. Doesn't get enough um, credit, in my opinion. Now, where shall I go to next? Don't worry, I'm going to get to Chris Brown. Don't worry. Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about dads and... You know, black men and dads. Marlon Wayans. Shout out to Marlon Wayans. Let's go, Marlon. You, when you grow up yeah. in the hood, we can all be gangsters. Right. Yeah. I, right. I watch niggas do nigga shit my whole life. When you grow up in the bricks, you know what it is. I know niggas in Micah's serving life that I grew up with, that I used to play in the playgrounds with. Bruh. I just chose not to go to that park with them. Mm-hmm. I time, went yeah. somewhere else. I chose to do other things. My mother was like, street lights, come on. Bring your black ass upstairs. No. My dad was like, I was more afraid of my dad's bell than anything. So that kept That's me right. out of trouble. When you young black men without fathers get into a lot more trouble. Right. A mother is different than a father. Right. A father will strike fear in your ass. A mother, right. you could argue with. At a point, a boy, 13, 14 years old, mm. ma, I could take you. Right. Nah, I got hair on my dick. Now, right. You can't take me. Holy Those slaps don't work. Those belts don't hurt. There it is there. There it is there. The father is the enforcer. It's always been like that. It's always been that way. It's always been that way. Always, always, always. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing three different things at once. I'm actually editing this on my phone. Well, I talk to y'all. What'd you say? What? So I thought you said anything. What'd you tell me? What? Huh? Told me what? Uh, uh okay. Uh, okay. Thank you, Anyala. Uh, all right. Apparently, I am married to this. I wish you would throw that piece of bread at me. Oh, okay. So you gonna you gonna play nice? Cause you want something from me, huh? See, that's what that's called leverage, y'all. So you gonna do what? You gonna be nice to me? Because you want something from me, right? That's called leverage. That's called leverage, y'all. I'm sorry, what? Better get what? 
It's called leverage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That was nice. That was nice. Move the trash. Okay. What is this? Oh, you know what? Okay. Listen. So she was watching the coronation all day today. Cause those are peoples, right? She's watching that shit all day today, but something stuck out to me. And I'm once again, all you, all them Sarah Garvey's and all them King Riches types dudes, y'all are the worst blacks. Y'all the most whitewashed. I don't know. You know what? Black Brits and, and a majority of Africans are like neck and neck as far as whitewashing. Like it's really that bad. But shout out to, shout out to King Charles. Patriarchy has come back to the UK. You know, you think about it, the next, really, I mean, think about it. Charles should last another, what, five to ten years. And then William, he'll be, what, pushing late. So you're looking at roughly another 60 to 70 years of patriarchy for the UK, right? Roughly. Yeah, come on, bruv. Come on, bruv. What are we going? I'm, I'm, I have a point that I'm trying to make. I have a point I'm trying to make. Now, once again, shout out to the evil white man getting his, getting his king, his patriarchy on. I like to see men in power. <laughs> I don't care for queens. I only care for kings, okay? It just looks natural. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So you got roughly about 60, 60 to 70. Okay, wait, wait. If they do this right, technically, they could run this thing for the next hundred years under under men. Bear with me what I'm saying. If they do this right, they could be under patriarchy for the next 100 years. Okay? If they do it right. So, let's watch this. You know, the descendant of, uh, of, uh, I don't say Vlad Tepish, but them, them people. Let's see this man get his justice because he waited a long time for this. And y'all and y'all saw Camilla Bowles. Camilla Bowles. Shout out to Camilla Bowles. That woman saw had a vision and she stuck with Charles. She she did her job. And now she is officially Queen Camilla. Shout out to all the side women that said, you know what? I'm gonna get that top spot. We're gonna get rid of Diana. And I'm gonna ride with this man to the tippy top. Shout out to Queen Camilla. Shout out to Queen Camilla. Let's go. <laughs> Side piece vision. <laughs> hey, yeah. Wait, look, he had to look at one time to make sure this shit was straight. God save the king. Oh. God save the king. Yo, that has a nice ring to it, right? God save the king. Now, that's not the bad part. Here's the bad part. Here's the bad part. Here's the bad part. This is the bad part. Listen, once again, I don't know who's more whitewashed, black Brits or Africans. I, it, it's really a toss-up at this point. 
the Ascension Choir performing for King Charles. Now, you mean to tell me they couldn't find a European choir? I- I'm just saying, could they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You mean to tell me they couldn't find a, Euro- a nice European choir like they do in Europe and, and, and Russia? and Oh, it's about diversity? But they're less than 10% of the population. That's not diversity. Uh, okay, I hear what you're saying, but they're less than 10% of the population. That's not real diversity. That's not real diversity. You, I, why are you even trying to cape for your, you know what, you, them your people. So, of course, you're going to see it how you see it. They're less than 10% of the UK population. That's not diversity. All right. Let, let's go. Let's go. Only the best for the king. Oh, for the king. That's right. Let's go. Hampshire. This was chess. Camilla is queen. Yes. Hey. Oh, y'all going ham. 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 Listen. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> they act like Satan coming or something. Well, I know Adele was at the Lakers game. That's why she couldn't sing. She was at the Lakers game with her black husband. Chilling. Chilling. Let him use you. Look at the OJs featured the Supreme. You know what? I can't with y'all. This is non the, the non-racist representation. Not the slaves way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Horrible. Horrible Oxfordshire for four years. <laughs> All right. Hey, I mean, I'm I I I'm happy to see a man in charge. I don't know. I guess because I have a natural inc- inclination to the male. I I would like to see. So patriarchy. Patriarchy. So we'll see how. The, you know, the, the country is ran, the policies and economics under male leadership, under the male monarchy. Should be interesting, at least for the next 10 years, easily. But shout out to uh, Queen Camilla. Queen Camilla, she played her position. And, uh, you know, I'm, hey, whatever she be, she queen. Call her queen hag. Whatever, whatever y'all want to call her, put queen in front of it. Okay? Okay? Queen side piece. Put a Q in front of that. Put some respect on that woman's name. Now, where should I go with this first? 
you know what? Let's get into some nonsense. You want some nonsense? Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Like, seriously. Don't, don't do drugs. Let's go. Uh, I did a little stint with methamphetamines. Uh, What's that? It's good. You rather cocaine over meth? Cocaine. Tell us about the first time you did cocaine. How was that? You don't think it like, you're like, oh, it's not doing anything. But then you're like drinking a couple more beers and feeling more cool. But it's a fucking horrible thing, dude. It's so stupid. If the coke wears off, his dick shrinks, then he can't fuck, then I beat his ass. <laughs> I'm fucking old. I like eating like probably 200 hits of acid. I fucking, so much ecstasy. Dude, I went to Woodstock 99, dude. I had some fucking good goddamn time. What about that one time I like, we did the whole uh, the, the enema thing and I put milk in your butt? Remember? We did that, that was good. And then I think there's another time, I think you drank milk and you let me face fuck you and then you threw up everywhere. You, you like milk? Yeah, chocolate milk too, yeah. Oh shit, chocolate. So put it in her butt. So I'll be there fucking pissing and this one just comes up and plops in her mouth and just starts drinking it, yeah. So do you like swallow the pee or do you spit it out? I'll gargle, I have swallowed. Would you say like golden showers and water sports is your favorite? Well, it's like I don't pee on her. She just drinks it. And it's nothing I'm like, hey, get in here and do it, honey. She just wanders in and, uh, and does it, yeah. I like that for you. So look, what's your favorite thing to do? Tongue fuck my butthole. Oh shit, tongue fuck her butthole. Like legit? What? Legit. I uh, legit. Le I thought you said with shit. No. <laughs> no. What do you call a potato with a penis? A dictator. <laughs> what's worse than having ants in your pants? Uncles. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yo, listen. They seem like a happy couple. I like seeing happy couples. Couples happy in their dysfunction. If it works for them, God bless them. Who am I to tell them anything or who am I to judge? Uh, that's what I don't do. Okay, because I don't want anybody judging me per se, you know. But uh, let's do this. Oprah wants to atone for her sins. Has anyone seen this clip? As in, now, now, we all know that the damage Oprah has done to the optics of black men over the course of 30 years. I think this is her way of trying to atone for her sins. Um, unfortunately, it's too late. Okay, even Queen Oprah can't save the optics and the image of black fathers. Um, yeah, sis, it's... I don't even know why you even wasted your time even saying this, but I wanted to cover it because I thought it was interesting, her pivot. So now there's no, the well has kind of run dry and now she's about to do her pivot. And I'm just, I mean, I get it, I guess, you know, I get it. Hey, creative. Hey, 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 hey. Yes. Um, thank you for the 10 on the super chat to the, to the butt slide fund. <laughs> I like that. Like that. And um Oh, okay, wow, okay, creative again. Thank you for the 20 on the cash app. Uh sponsored by Sly's Dad and Son Great Adventures. Yes, great dog fighting, BB gun, bird shooting adventures. Yes. I put my childhood 
hood up against anybody's. <laughs> I had a pretty good childhood. Um, but Oprah trying to do the pivot, y'all. Oprah's out here trying to do the pivot. I think it's too late, but I'm just let me just play it anyway. I'm just curious. There's been this landmark study from the Center for Disease Control, which debunked many of the myths surrounding black fathers. It found that the majority of black fathers live with their children. Black fathers are more likely to help their children with their homework, prepare meals, bathe and dress their children compared to fathers of other races. So the absent or deadbeat black father myth that many in America believe is really more like a lie. Now, for those for those that didn't get out, I'll, I'll run it back. But I could hear I could I know Nick's veins are popping in his head right now. Nick, are you OK? Right. I'm just checking on you, bro. Cause I, I know one of them, one of them veins in your, in your side of your head is like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, <laughs> but she helped create this narrative that black fathers don't do anything. Yeah. It's too late to, to do the pivot. I'm going to chop some jackfruit. I keep hearing about jackfruit. Does it now? You know what? I'll run it back. Just for those who might, who didn't catch it or whatever, if you need further context, it's a short clip, but very telling. Is she doing the pivot now? There's been this landmark study from the Center for Disease Control, which debunked many of the myths surrounding black fathers. It found that the majority of black fathers live with their children. Black fathers are more likely to help their children with their homework, prepare meals, bathe and dress their children compared to fathers of other races. So the absent or deadbeat black father myth that many in America believe is really more like a lie. Okay. Now, once again, the irony in all that, because in the middle was Tyler Perry, the ultimate irony in all this, the fact that Tyler Perry is in the middle, Tyler Perry, once again, his lowest grossing movie to date is what his lowest grossing movie to date is is what what was the theme of that movie right with Idris Elba what was it called well I, I, I forgot the name of it was it was daddy's girls daddy's yeah daddy's yeah daddy's little girls that's his lowest grossing movie to date very ironic that tyler perry is is on that zoom call with with oprah um and then also the other dynamic that i think people missed was gabrielle union's character she was the high-powered attorney he was the mechanic and how did they meet? He had to do a limo driving to make extra money to help take care of his girls. So that's how they met. That's how their worlds collided. So don't forget that that subplot, the high-powered attorney getting with the mechanic. And remember, she ended up representing him in his child support case or his child custody case, right? And then they began to date. Remember? Because the mama was dating the Pookie, the drug dealer. Big mama was dying of cancer. She was like, take these girls. I ain't got much long to live. 
take these girls. Remember? And then at one point, the mother made the girl take drugs to school to sell. She got caught. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yes, Tyler Tyler didn't help the narrative either. He sure didn't. He sure didn't. He sure didn't. All right. Now, before I get to Chris Brown, and really it's not going to be that long. Like, this Chris Brown, Usher shit, I'm about to shut this shit down and it's going to be, it's going to take me 10 minutes to open and close it. Literally. Literally. So, there's a lawsuit floating around. There's a lawsuit floating around. But before I do that, let's talk about this Detroit Pistons sex case. Let's talk about this first. And then we'll get to the, to the lawsuit. Um, this other lawsuit is very, very interesting. But, but first up, the Detroit Pistons sex scandal. Detroit, Nick, get your peoples, bro. The Detroit Pistons, the latest NBA team accused of sexual harassment. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. I'm Mimi Lang. And I'm Dina Santafanti. We do begin with that breaking news involving the Detroit Pistons. In October, they suspended their assistant general manager for alleged misconduct with a female employee. Last night, we learned Rob Murphy has been fired. And now, in a Fox 2 exclusive, we're hearing from that former employee who says it was far worse than misconduct. It was sexual harassment and assault. Grown up in the city, really looking up to the Pistons, the bad boys. To have this opportunity with the Pistons was like a dream come true for me. But that dream didn't last. Uh -oh. I feel like it was like a nightmare happened, and then being treated this way is heartbreaking. I can't even watch basketball. Because for her, basketball is now synonymous with sexual harassment and assault, and now fired Detroit Pistons assistant general manager Rob Murphy. Rob attempted to force me to have sex with him. Uh -oh. And that's something hard to talk about. Her name is DJ Raska. She's 32 years old, a mom, a former realtor with a big heart. In fact, we first met her back in 2019 when she was collecting prom dresses for girls who couldn't afford to buy their own. We just want to help any girl in any neighborhood, any high school, you know, who needs a prom dress. She went on to become a project manager representing local rappers and actors and athletes. I came across the Pistons when I wanted to have one of my players who I was managing try out for the G League team. Through a mutual friend, she reached out to Rob Murphy with the Pistons via Instagram. He was the president and general manager of the Motor City Crews, a former coach at EMU, a star athlete at Mumford High, an incredibly successful guy from humble beginnings in the D. They struck up an instant friendship. He was just like, you know, come in, come check it out. Once we did that, he said, hey, you know, you seem pretty together. You know, I'm looking, we have an executive assistant position here for the G League. Is that something that you may be interested in? Not only was she interested, she was ecstatic. She still wanted to represent athletes, and now she would get to see the inner workings of a sport and team she loved. She started in September of 2021, and she says Murphy told her to quit her other jobs because this one required her to be all in. I felt like this person believed in me. But instead of booking flights or answering emails or setting up meetings, this executive assistant says she became Rob Murphy's personal assistant, assigned uh -oh. to pick up his teenage son every day from school. To make it my full responsibility and my only responsibility, uh, that's a 45-minute drive every day of, mm -hmm. you know, dropping someone else's child off, being responsible for a teenager that I wasn't ready to be responsible for. Raska, a single mom with a child of her own, says she was put in charge of her boss's son. When Murphy <laughs> was out of town on scouting trips, he asked her to stay at his house. I actually cared about this kid. You know, his dad wasn't around, his mom was out of state, 
And so to be there with him so he wouldn't be there alone was a huge deal. You might be asking why she stayed. Well, yeah. because she had a family of her own to support. Because I did get my other positions away, my other careers away. I have to support my daughter and I have to keep this roof over her head. So if what you want me to do is to pick up your son and take care of your son and no. I'm gonna do it. But Raska says she felt humiliated. It was just kind of like I was turned into a personal assistant nanny. And I was also called at one point, a couple of points, a couple times, the driver by his son and his son's friends. But they uh -huh. weren't the only ones insulting Raska. She says Rob Murphy was likable and supportive, giving career advice one day and belittling her the next. Uh -oh. he made statements, not only to myself, but to another colleague about me, that HR didn't want me there. Nobody wanted me there. My job was going to be given to a person who had a higher education than I did. Um, that HR thought I was ghetto and that without him I wouldn't have the position. Raska says she felt isolated. The one and only time human resources had ever approached her about anything was to admonish her for her outfit. I was told, quote, you look like you're going to a club by HR. You look like you're about to go clubbing. Raska says she knew she couldn't go to human resources with her concerns about Murphy. It was definitely the verbal first and then it led to the uh, physical. Some of the physical happening right at the practice facility, sometimes at his house. He grabbed right in front of my daughter, grabbed my um, breast area and grabbed uh -oh. my crotch area and said, oh, no. be mine one day. Oh. Even then, she says she couldn't tell HR. My main concern and fear that I would be fired, without a doubt, fired in silence. Because what was happening, Raska says, was way worse than she could have imagined. Remember, she was assigned to stay overnight while Murphy was out of town. He had came home at a time where he said he was gonna be out of town and things had escalated into a space where I was extremely uncomfortable. We were standing there in the doorway of his office and he grabbed me and he kissed me in the mouth and he was uh -oh. like, hey, do you wanna sneak downstairs? And I'm just like, no, I'm okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, Rob, definitely don't wanna do that. And he was like, I wanna put a baby inside of you. Raska what? says she locked herself in another bedroom and left early the next day and repeatedly told Murphy she wasn't interested. Still, she was assigned to stay with his son and again, he showed up unexpected. He tried to force me to engage in sex with him at, at his house and it was forceful and it was to the point where I had to gain my strength mentally emotionally and physically to get myself out of that situation Raska says she told him she was on her period that she didn't want this he's just like wow. you just think too much you know you just need to let stuff happen um, this isn't a big deal sex is sex you know all these things I'm just thinking in my head like what just happened to me? I remember getting in my car and pulling away and just tears coming down my eyes, like, again. Raska says she confided in other co-workers because she didn't want it to happen to them. One, in particular, urged her to speak up. We were both in tears, talking about it. She's like, DJ, you have to, you have to say something. This, he has to be stopped. And in that sit-down, I realized that I was gonna be the person to stop him. Raska says she started working from home, stopped picking up Murphy's son from school. A young female equipment manager was assigned to do that instead. Raska mm -hmm. and the Pistons parted ways, but Murphy continued to text her. And then he had big news. Pistons general manager Troy Weaver, a longtime friend of Rob Murphy, appointed uh -oh. Murphy assistant general manager of the Pistons. He continued to call and text, and then in August, I guess when he got the promotion as a GM, he sent me a link to um, the website to show that he had been promoted. Raska says she continued to ignore him but could not ignore what he had done. That's when I had to realize like this is not okay. This is not typical a man hitting on you, a man being interested in you. This is a man using his power to abuse, harass, and assault you. This is not okay. Raska eventually contacted attorney Megan Banani whose clients include survivors of former MSU doctor Larry Nassar. We contacted the organization. We presented her concerns. We, we gave them a list of what happened and we asked them to investigate and look into it. In October of 2022, the Pistons suspended Rob Murphy, citing an investigation into misconduct involving a former female employee. When I did hear that he was suspended, 
I felt liberated. Raska even sat for an interview for two hours with the Pistons' attorneys. I was informed that uh, the interview with DJ was helpful and that she appeared to be credible. But since that time in October, we have heard nothing. Raska has since taken a lie detector test that she passed with flying colors. We want transparency, yeah, we want accountability, and we want um, Mr. Murphy to be held accountable. Accountability in a sport that's seen far too many allegations of sexual harassment. They are now filing a civil suit in Wayne County against Murphy and the Pistons organization, alleging sexual harassment and retaliation, as well as assault and battery. They've also filed another complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, now yes. under investigation that could lead to a case in federal court. Silence is not an option. It's not for me. It shouldn't be for any other woman. Um, women before me, Women that come after me, I have a daughter. Silence is not an option. I really want justice. This is my chance to voice the truth my way and to be heard and take my power back. All right, now Raska's attorney says it is a shameful situation that it took the threat of a lawsuit for the Pistons to do what was appropriate. After all of these months, this is not the rogue employee. It is the organization that is corrupt. Yeah. The organization condoned and approved, and we were complicit in what he did, and they were hoping that Ms. Raska would go away. And in terms of the Pistons, they say this is a personnel matter. Rob Murphy did not respond to our request for comment. This is the lawsuit. It was just filed about an hour or so ago. Uh, very, very serious allegations. And... Um, now she'll hopefully have her day in court. So if we're looking at this timeline and understanding what happened here, does it seem like he lost his job knowing that the media now was going to expose this story? Absolutely looks that way. Absolutely looks that way. Um, we uh, know that they suspended him back in October. Nothing had happened despite the fact that DJ Reska sat down with their attorneys. And uh, then suddenly when we started asking questions, media last night, we heard he's fired. Another question is how much did the Pistons know as this was going on? I know she she says she was afraid to, to lose her job, which I think is is a very common mm -hmm. fear Absolutely. Uh, when you're going through this. So who knew what and when did they know it? Exactly. And as you heard, she didn't feel like she could confide in HR. Uh, she felt for sure she would lose her job. Uh, she confided in uh, other people that she yeah, worked peers. with. She didn't want this to happen to other people. Um, but mm -hmm. even once they were aware of the problems in October, uh, the Pistons still did not take any action until we suddenly learned of this last night. Wow. What, what a... Um, Great job on that story, really laying out what happened. And brave of her to share the story. Very brave. Very brave of her. She did not want to have to do this. Is she capping, y'all? Is she capping? I don't know. I don't know. Is she capping? Y'all think she capping? Ain't no sex scandal. She capping? Uh-oh. 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 I can't get down with her. The moment she went in that man's house, she knew it was wrong to do, and that's not what she was being paid for. Okay. 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 Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going to go to... You can't file criminal charges at the beer, but you know, I mean, I, I guess they cut a check and make her go away. Yeah. Money grab. I, I don't know. Okay. Let's get to this next, this next, um, court filing. So now here is, <laughs> this could be ugly. This could be ugly. This could be ugly. Now, it, this is not just about the rock Dwayne Johnson. This is about others as well. So let's get right into it.
Let's get right into it. All right. Trenisha Biggers, also known as Raka Khan, is a former TNA and WWE star that is seeking three billion dollars in a lawsuit that names multiple wrestlers including the rock sports stars businesses and even the fbi her complaint most of which is made up of those being sued alleges that those named work together in a conspiracy to kidnap her and her children some others named in the lawsuit are the state of texas the el paso child protective services the Las Cruces, New Mexico P- Police Department, the NYPD, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, a New York ACS, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, Shirley Police Department, Sigma Phi Epsilon, Suffolk C- County, uh, Bank of America, Home Depot, and even the FBI. I, just, just bear with me, y'all. Just bear with me. I know it sounds crazy, right? Texas court records indicate that Biggers still has a bench warrant out for her not appearing for a criminal trial in December 2022 in Texas, where she was to face charges of interference with child custody and aggravated kidnapping facilitate. Okay, now, while the $3 billion lawsuit involving Dwayne Johnson sat stale for months, court records show that Biggers paid the court fees in full, allowing the, the case to move forward. At the time of publication, none of the defendants listed in the complaint have been served. Trenisha Biggers is currently on the El Paso Police Department's wanted list and back in 2019 was placed on El Paso's most wanted fugitive list for child custody charges. All right. So now let's see who else is picking this up. So it's how do, let's see how what did they say? How did she get caught up in this? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. All right. So he was a company around a lot of name time. Okay. Raka also mentioned the stars and officials from other industries. Current WWE star The Miz and his wife uh, Maurice have also been alleged amidst the lawsuit. Another big name that has risen to the limelight is a WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Bella. Okay. So The Rock, The Miz, Chris. <laughs> wow, not can't be Chris Benoit because that man is dead. And others conspired to kidnap Raka Khan and her children. This seems way too far-fetched. I agree, but she paid the monies to file the suit. Biggers was authorized to move forward with the, the lawsuit with prepaying any court fees. Court records indicate she notified by mail of this developmental in March at a home address she lists in New York on the lawsuit. The 48-page lawsuit shows Bigger seeking $3 billion in damages. The majority of the filing is a long list of defendants, some of whom are listed multiple times.
Yes, yeah. Chris Benoit died in 2007. Biggers has also included WWE podcaster Jim Cornette in her list of conspirators. She didn't stop here, but extended to allege the entire wrestling companies, including Florida Championship Wrestling and Deep South Wrestling and NWA President Billy Corgan. The allegations have put their reputation of these big names under the hammer. Okay. She also claimed that all of these actions compelled her to lose her career in the world of professional wrestling. The further proceedings in the case are under under judicial supervision. So now, so basically only the wrestling blogs have picked this up. So yeah, it's only wrestling blogs have picked this up so far. Okay. All right, so this is this is what's known about her. Khan has always been athletic, playing in basketball, volleyball tournaments during her time in college. She consequently had her first significant break when she participated in WWE Diva Search third season. Uh, okay, however, her stint, however, was cut short when she was eliminated in the top 25 round. She later attracted WWE's attention and was given a developmental deal. She was then given a job at Deep, at Deep South Wrestling, where she had previously trained with Marty Jannetty, the Rockers, right? Later in the year, she made her DSW debut, but in May 2006, WWE terminated her developmental contract. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Now, Biggers found a lawsuit with a big claim. Okay, okay. Texas criminal case. She alleged there have been... Okay, okay. Okay, being one of the most professional wrestlers, the claims have now jeopardized. No, no, no. It's just, it's, it hasn't done anything. Her rock. She's okay. She's okay. Uh, okay. The uh, Okay. Yeah. Investigation into the case began October 20, 2022, and it has continued ever since. Uh, the judge authorized Biggers to proceed with the case when she obtained the necessary paperwork. Okay, however, sources assert that no legal notice has yet been delivered to the defendants. Uh, okay, so this thing is really going to move forward. Wow. And this is really not have been picked up. This is very, very interesting. This is very, very interesting. Mm, Bigger's warrant is still in effect right now, according to Texas court records. Okay. Yeah, this is very, very interesting, y'all. Okay, let's see what the comments say. Let's go to the comments. Let's see what the fans are saying. Okay. Yeah, the fact that she mentioned Chris Chris Benoit, I'm like, come on, sis. 
But I mean, if okay, isn't she the same woman who lived with Kurt Angle for a short time, then filed a restraining order on him, meaning she lived in his house? Okay, if if so, I'm surprised that wasn't mentioned and that she's been being given any credibility. Yes, it's the same woman. Okay. I mean, I don't know, y'all. Okay, the chick that made Kurt Angle cry on the news. Kurt was dating her and she put him through hell like most psycho chicks do. Law enforcement had to get involved in one of their beefs and Kurt went on the news to explain his side of the story. Okay, let's see. Well, well let's get into that. Can, can you, is the link dead? Oh, the link is dead. That's okay. We're going to look it up though. It was after he joined TNA. She lived with him for a short time and filed a restraining order. Okay. Uh, which barred him from going to his own house, which he still lived in. It was insane. Okay. 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 So let's do this. Let's look it up. Kurt Angle. Tranisha. There we go. Hmm. Hmm. Where should I go first? Okay. Angle Biggers dated several years ago, but their relationship ended after assault and harassment charges were filed against Kurt over an August 6, 2009 incident between the two. Biggers obtained an order of protection from abuse against. I remember that him going through that. I didn't know this was her. But I do remember that that day, but later had it voluntarily withdrawn. The charges against Angle were later dropped by a Pennsylvania judge because Biggers continued to stay at Angle's house for nine days after the alleged incident took place. Angle and Biggers both signed a document at the time that acknowledges an incident took place. Regarding bruises and scratches that were on Biggers at the time, the judge ruled that there was not enough evidence and that the marks were brought on by Angle. Angle's lawyer, Michelle Santacola, Argue that the marks could have come could have came from Bigger's career as a pro wrestler. Angle denied any abuse, but Bigger said she feared for her life after Angle abused her a few times, and she said she feared for her life while living together at Angle's home near Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. Okay, so here's the tweets. A few days ago, she retweeted a 2015 post from a fan that linked to a 2009 YouTube video featuring Biggers talking to Pittsburgh reporter Michelle Wright about the incident with Angle. You can see that video below. From there, Biggers started tweeting about Angle, his new wife, Giovanna, manager Dave Hawk, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, and others, often tagging WWE, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Dixie Carter, Donald Trump, Ivanka Trump, and others. She even responded to some jokes from fans about her being Jason Jordan's mother after... He revealed to be the long lost son of Ang- Angle in the WWE storylines. Okay. Uh, she also accused Hawk and Dixie of hiding bodies for Angle in the past or covering up other scandals and accused Angle of stealing her paycheck to deposit into his own bank account. Regarding the protection order that she voluntarily, voluntarily withdrew in 2009, Bigger says Angle paid her money to not bring the order in front of the judge. Now, two things can be true at the same time. 
this bitch could really be crazy. She could really be crazy and this should be true at the same time. Okay. I'm just saying, yeah, angle, Kurt angles in a bad place back then. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's continue for this. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's get into this. Well, justice was actually justice was done today. Uh, I was presumed innocent. Thank you to my attorneys. Uh oh. Uh oh. Seems like every time I get in front of a camera, I cry. Um, I've had a hard, hard year. Um, I've had a lot of false accusations, and uh, this was the hardest. Um, I've never, never hit a woman. Never would. I was grown by. I was brought up by my mother and father never to touch an individual in that manner, and um, I had to, I had to go through this. Uh, I'm just glad that it's over. Uh, I never asked for this. Uh, the only thing I want to say to people out there, especially men and the women, uh, be be careful who you invite in your home. Yeah. Uh, you don't know if they're going to do anything like what this person did to me, and uh, all I did was uh, I was only allowing her to live there for a week, and she ended up being there for ten and a half months, and she squatted at my house and didn't leave and um and i couldn't get her out i tried to wait 10 and a half months wow to get her to move every week so i just want to say thank you to my attorneys and thank the good lord above for exonerating me i'm, I'm so happy and uh i'm gonna move on with my life and do what i do i'm gonna be doing movies and a lot of wrestling so i'm very happy what thank you uh everything was dismissed right yeah the case was dismissed the um the so-called victim in this case testified, and um, she was the only person to testify. Mr. Angle didn't even need to testify. Um, based on the questions that uh, the Commonwealth asked her and then that I followed up and asked her, which basically was if, if this alleged incident occurred, which she says it did, she continued to go back to his house um, and live there for an additional nine days. She had every opportunity to leave. She had her own car. She had every opportunity to leave, and she continued to just keep going back there. It wasn't until um, she, she just decided that she didn't think their relationship was going to work that this um, story was concocted. So luckily, um, uh, District Justice Murray saw through it and uh, made the right decision and threw the case out. All the charges were dismissed, and now uh, Mr. Engel can, has been completely exonerated, as he should have been, and he can move on and do what he does best, wrestle and make movies. So apparently you convinced the judge that the... Uh charges of domestic violence there was no real evidence of domestic violence there was no evidence of domestic violence absolutely not i've heard getting rammed into the door none of that really no she says this this violent altercation occurred and um as you know my, my client is a professional wrestler he's a big guy if, if this terribly violent um incident I, had occurred there would be some if injuries I could, here if I could tell you the god's honest truth what happened is i tried to call the police she took the phone out of my hand and slammed the phone on the ground i don't have a home phone number I don't have a home phone, so I couldn't call the police because she broke my phone, and I don't have a home phone. So she actually laughed at me. This, this whole thing was concocted. This whole thing was a lie. And to have somebody do that to you, when I, when I knew that I saw danger coming, this girl's been in trouble before, I saw danger coming, and I went to dial 911, and she took the phone out of my hand, slammed it on the ground, and ran out laughing because she knows I don't have a home phone number, so I had no way of getting a hold of the police. So by the end of the day, yeah, she tried to extort over 50 grand from me. And uh, she asked me for that down at Universal Studios the night that, uh, uh, two nights after she injured her neck, um, she tried to claim that I did, and there wasn't any proof. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, this girl has been uh, telling a bunch of lies to me, but now uh, I will file suit if she does any more, you know, calling any more, you know, any other lies that she does, I'm going to file suit right away. Because you file charges against her in any way? Yes, I would. I would. It's up to me, but I would because what she has done to me, uh, I don't wish that on anybody. And uh, I will say that my attorneys did an incredible job. Uh, they, they represented me well. I'm so proud of them. And, uh, you know, it, it's just so hard when you're when you're in that situation. And, and people usually favor the women, you know. And, uh, and it was a woman judge. And I no thought this is going to be hard to overcome. And, you know, I'm not a very, uh, you know, I don't like to fight. And, um, you know, here I am dealing with a, a woman that's basically making a lot of trouble for me. And, uh I just wander out of my house. I, I would call my manager, I'd call my mother, I'd say, hey, can you come out here and talk to her, get her out of my house? It's just like it was constant. She just, she wouldn't leave. It was like fatal attraction from the first day I met her. So wow. the relationship was over. The relationship was over. I broke up with her six months before this happened. Judge we Park. weren't having any kind of relation. Yeah. As This has been the toughest moment I've had in my life. Um, I, uh, I went through, I went through a lot with this because there there was a point in the relationship where I didn't want to be with her anymore, and she did not want to break ties with me. And um, she kept staying at my house. I kept asking her to move, and without my knowledge, she made my house her mailing address, which made her a resident. So when she filed mm -hmm. BFA, she had me kicked out of my own house, mm -hmm. and she stayed there. So these are the kind of things that she did. She's very calculating, and you know what? She she had me for a while, but my attorneys got me out of it, and thank God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, my, my day came. I knew coming in here, I said, you know what? I have God's favor today. I'm, I'm, it, the truth will come out, and it came out. What's the lesson you learned from all this? I learned for a woman or a man, especially men, because I tried to file PFA in Florida, and it says women can file PFA. In parentheses, it says men on occasion. I think that's completely unfair. Now, this was back in when? 13 years ago? And men are still... Men still have not adapted and moved accordingly to counter to counterbalance, you know, how women are like men are so they're like two decades behind. Men are still like two decades behind. They're still out here getting their asses whooped on all fronts by women. This was thirteen years ago. Wow. I think if women want women's rights, which I agree with, I think men should deserve the same, especially with PFAs, because women, in a lot of instances, are a lot more aggressive than men, and men always get the bad end of the stick. So I am going to do something for charity for both women and men for, for vi domestic violence. I've learned a valuable lesson from this, and I'm going to move on with my life. And uh, Trenisha Biggers is now going to have to deal with it, and, uh, you know, I know that she wanted to have a reality show based on this. Now it's shot. What about your I'm sorry. I just want to say thank you to my fans for your support. Uh, all you out there that be believed me and didn't believe her, thank you. Um, you know, I, right now I'm getting ready to do a pay-per-view. I have another big movie coming up. So I've been trying to focus on my work more than my personal life. But uh, I will tell you this, I'm not looking for a girlfriend real soon. I'm sorry? If you would do that, look at us and tell us what, what do you want to say to your fans again? I just want to say that uh, I appreciate all my fans for believing me and believing in me. Um, I had a lot of fans say that, oh, I don't believe that story. I believe that you're telling the truth, Kurt. And uh, thank the good Lord today, it, it, it came out. The truth came out. And I, I just, sitting in there, I, I, the longer it went, the more nervous I got because, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, we, we definitely have this. I know I'm innocent, but the, the longer it went, the more nervous I got. And then when I heard everything was dismissed, I jumped up. I was just so happy. I've been waiting, you know, I, I just learned so, so many lessons. So, I, 
a little side rant. So I'm hearing this from 13 years ago, right? And then I'm I'm in the clouds and I'm listening to some other guy literally talk about how he moved a chick in with a kid in his in his crib for however many months. And I'm like men are black men. Your guys are two decades behind on these women. And it seems to me the majority of these men do not want better or do not wish to, to make the adjustments. Don't want to adapt to today, to today's climate uh, when it comes to dealing with women They They refuse to, to change. And when I heard that nigga say, yeah, she had a kid, she had an eight month old son and I, and, and I let her move in like, what? And then I hear the guys on the panel get mad at the woman for wanting to have a side dude, but not the dude that brought her into the house. You know what? Okay, let's continue. Lessons today, and I, I, just, I know I can't stop talking, but, you know, my attorneys, uh, Michael, Michelle, Santa Cola, they, they've done so much for me. We had a situation last year with a DUI, which I was exonerated, and then I was found suspended license and all that. I mean, I've gone through so much crap. I, I promise you I won't be back here. I promise that. I'm going to stay out of trouble. That's the last thing I'm going to say. What happened with your PFA yesterday, Joe? Uh, the PFA, um, we both agreed. Both of us agreed. Not just Tanisha Biggers. We both agreed there was uh, a, a physicality, okay? Uh, on TV, I heard today that they claimed that she found that, that make sure there was an... I also wanted to agree there was a physicality because she took the phone from my hand and slammed it on the ground. That was physicality. That's the only physicality that happened. She did run out of the house, but she made sure I couldn't call the police. She agreed to you, you both agreed to stay away from each other. And we agreed to stay away from each other, yes. So, uh, and I, I'm fine with that. I wanted her gone ten, eight months ago. I wanted her gone. That's the bottom line that happened yesterday. Um, Mr. Engel just wanted this to be over and wanted to stay away from her. He had absolutely uh, no objection to an order being entered that they needed to stay away from one another because bottom line, that's what he wanted. And I think it's important to point out that Mr. Engel um, want, is going to do a um, charity event for domestic violence because he certainly is 100% against domestic violence. That is not what this was about today, a victory um, that, that domestic violence was able to be done. It was not done. That was our point, that he did not do those things to her. He would not do those things to her. And he's very much against domestic violence and is going to, he, he feels it's unfortunate that this situation was used and domestic violence is being bandied about uh, and used against him when it really didn't occur. So in light of that, to show his commitment to um, stamping out domestic violence, he's going to do some charity to, to do that, to show the importance of that. I, I would like to show equal rights for men and women for domestic violence not just women not just men but both i really feel that it is important because you know a lot of people are in that situation and uh you know what i i, I just want to i just want to make sure that everybody does understand that men can get abused too and uh you know i'm not going to say yes or no if i was but i could say i had a really rough year that's all i can tell you right, oh, this on. is crazy what i didn't know it was that deep with this chick y'all i didn't know once again, two things can be right at the same time. This bitch could be batshit crazy and or people were conspiring to take her children away. That can, these two things can be true at the same time. Wow. Okay. Now let's get right into it. <laughs> let's get into what people speculate did or didn't happen. Now, you can't really take Hollywood Unlocked as a credible source. Ugh. So, 
earlier, this is what was reported. Okay, this was earlier, allegedly. This is all alleged. But then we're going to play the footage at the end that pretty much concludes this. Either it didn't take place or they squashed it and everybody moved on with their lives. Okay, so this is according to, to Hollywood Unlocked. This is what they reported. They reported earlier tonight. While the birthday bash started out pretty smooth, a close, a close source shared that it all went downhill a few hours later. It was said that Chris Brown re- reportedly got disrespectful with singer and actress Tiana Taylor for an unknown reason. Tiana Taylor was signed to Kanye at one point. S- singer, rapper, actress. This is the wife of Iman Shumpert. They have a TV show together. I think, it's like, I think they're on the third season. Beautiful family. Okay. She's got a very, very hard face. But let's continue. And the source explained that Chris Brown was noticeably intoxicated when he initially approached her. A few guests and even Usher tried to intervene and calm everyone down. However, at some point during all the commotion, Chris Brown allegedly called Usher a coward and left the venue. The drama spilled over outside and onto Chris Brown's bus as Usher followed behind to talk to the run its artist. Shockingly, that's when things went completely left. And Chris Brown and his crew allegedly jumping the legendary R&B singer. The insider went on to say that the alleged beatdown was so bad that it left Usher with a bloodied nose. Now, neither of the guys nor Taylor have spoken out to deny or clarify this report. Chris Brown appeared to be in good spirits earlier that day and seemed ready to turn up as he shared a post that read, I better get Cinco de de Fuck tonight. Okay. Once again, take everything being presented with a grain of salt. Now, TMZ had a clip, a quick clip of what may have took place before, right? So that's Tiana Taylor. And so Chris Brown can be heard yelling, fuck her, right? So that's Chris Brown. And then here's, here's Ursher. And then Chris Brown walks off. Oh, he skates off. Okay. Now, it's hard for me to believe that Usher would, would get jumped by anybody and there were no shots fired or a melee ensued. Okay. It's hard for me to believe that you could put hands on Usher and there will be no shots fired. That's extremely hard for me to believe. Now, Usher threw Chris Brown the birthday party. This is on, this was on Usher's dime. This was for Chris, right? Now, you know, it said that Chris and Tiana may not have had the best of relationships. Also, you got to remember, they pulled Chris Brown from the Grammys for a reason. Okay? Remember, they pulled Chris Brown from performing at the Grammys last minute. Remember, he was supposed to, he was supposed to do the Michael Jackson tribute. And they squashed it at the last minute. Okay? So Chris Brown is still in not a lot of good people's good favors. Still to this day. All right. Now I'm hearing other people say, well, Chris, uh, Usher shouldn't have intervened or where was Tiana's husband? 
blah, blah, blah. So obviously Tiana's husband wasn't there. Then people are saying, well, Tiana's doesn't matter if Iman Shumpert was there. You know, Chris ain't, Chris still would have done what he did. I highly doubt that. Iman Shumpert um, will put somebody in a hole for that, for his wife. You understand? Like for people to speculate what they think would have taken, taken place if a woman's husband is there, yo, Iman Shumper would have beat the brakes off Chris Brown. Please let's not be stupid. Please let's not be stupid. Iman Shumper would put somebody in a hole over, over Tiana. You understand? Yeah, no slouch. No slouch. <laughs> We've seen him get in plenty fisticuffs. Like Iman Shumper can fight, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is, um, clearly there was an instance where a black woman may have been threatened. And guess what? A black man stepped in to protect her. So we can kill that nonsense too, right? Because people are calling Chris Brown a punk for stepping in or calling Usher a punk for stepping into Chris Brown and to, to, to mitigate the, the situation. Why wouldn't he? Because it's his name on the, on on the venue that's being thrown. He's the one that, that that's on the hook, right? So what was he supposed to do? Let Chris Brown bark at Tiana Taylor? Like nigga, I get it. It's your party, but I'm throwing this party for you. If it's that much of a problem, you know, just go over there on the other side of the building. You understand? All right. Now, um. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he? Yeah, six five, six six. Come on, man. He just stomp a he was stumped a hole in Chris Brown. <laughs> All right. So now, once again, it's hard for me to believe that anybody would put hands on Usher and get away with it. So either the fight didn't take place, or a scuffle did take place and they squashed it. Now, later on, later on, guess what? Usher had, had a, had a, a festival. Atlanta, y'all know what I'm talking about. All my AT aliens, Usher had a festival down there, right? Well, who's performing at this festival, right? You know, earlier today, that looks like Chris Brown. So you mean to tell me, by everybody's logic, Chris Brown's crew was able to jump Usher. The same guy that threw him a birthday party. So Chris Brown's crew is able to jump Usher at a party given to him by Usher and then come back later on that the next day or that night to perform at his festival. How, how, where? How does that make sense? How, do, how does that make sense? How does that make sense? Does it make sense to y'all? Yes or no? So Usher's festival, Chris Brown is there. What are we doing? Does that make, come on, y'all talk to me. 
So you mean to tell me Usher is going to let you let his let your posse beat him up because um, you're such an important artist still let you perform at his festival? Come on, y'all. Come on. That's not how it works. That that there you go. Yeah, that's what are we doing? No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's that's not how it works. It's a listen, there's no there's nobody important enough to be able to put hands on Usher. And Usher say, okay, you got me, but I still need you to perform. Like, what? You mean to you mean to tell me <laughs> Usher's gonna come on, y'all. Make come on. Let's not do this. <laughs> Sexy Red, you silly as hell. When can you ever when have you ever seen somebody get jumped and beat up at an at an event they throw? And then the perpetrator still be allowed to perform at the said the said victim's uh, event the following day. That makes no absolutely no sense. Makes absolutely no sense. Shame on y'all. Shame on y'all if y'all believe this nonsense. Come on, man. Matter of fact, come on. Let's go look online. Let's go look online. Let's do this. Usher Usher Festival <laughs> Now make this make sense Usher to play festival despite Chris Brown altercation Okay so it says tonight and so fight of the footage is yet to surface. People remain skeptical about the severity. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. This is because the incident reportedly took place in a Vegas parking. It's Las Vegas. There's cameras everywhere. Does not be stupid. We techie lives in Vegas. I've been to Vegas. There's cameras everywhere. If TMZ ain't got the fight footage, it doesn't exist. You know why? Because it didn't happen. You understand? There's no place you can go on the strip and not be recorded. If TMZ ain't got the footage, then it doesn't exist. It didn't take place. All right. Yet no one appears to have actually witnessed the fight itself. Okay. So Usher still, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Usher reportedly suffered a bloody nose and bruised ribs after being jumped by Brown and his crew. Seriously, the incident reportedly happened behind a row of charter buses at the roller rink where the birthday party was happening. Y'all, we got to do better. Y'all, we, we got to do better. We, we got to do better. We, we got to do better. If TMZ ain't got it, then it didn't take place. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. 
So TMZ says shows off face after CB fight. No visible injuries here. Usher just showed us his mug to the camera ahead of his performance tonight. And he seems to be telegraphing one thing. I'm doing just fine. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Does he does he look like he got beat up? I mean, does he look like he got jumped? I'm just asking questions. Does that man look like he got jumped? Does his face look swollen? Any bruising? No. Does he look like he got jumped? Man, you're not gonna put your hands on on Usher and, and walk away from this. Come on, man. Now, now, which one is it? Now we're told that Usher was indeed injured during the brouhaha at the skating rink and that his nose and face are kind of jacked up right now. And yet our, our, our sources assume, uh, assure us he's going to power through and put on a good show. He may, however, be covering up a bit. That man wasn't covering up nothing. Come on, we got to do, be- do better, black people. Black people, we got to do better. We got to do better. Got to do better. Got to do better. But somehow. Oh, wait, y'all didn't see that. I didn't show that part. My bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. Let me run it back. Let me run it back. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, this is Usher. Somehow, you know, scratch-free. Got a mark on him. Having a great time. See y'all soon. Got a mark on him. No bruising, no swelling, no scrapes, no scratches, no signs of a bloody nose. Where, where, where? Who jumped who? Jumped him where? Jumped him where? Who got, who got jumped? Yeah, you're not going to walk away from touching Usher. Yeah, yeah this is not going to happen. Beat up where? Jump where? Jump where? <laughs> We got to do better, people. Got to do better. You know what? If I pivot into this, into this celebrity thing, man, I might as well. Shit. Because obviously it don't take much to convince people of anything, you know? Clearly. It clearly doesn't take much. You know, no diss to the to the to the gossip crowd, but they're not the smartest bunch of people. They're not the smartest bunch of people. Now I see why they they're able to do what they do for so long. Because it doesn't it's lowbrow. It doesn't it doesn't ask people to think anything. You know? Yeah, who who put hands on uh, on on Ursher? 
you're not going to put hands on Ursher and walk away with it. Okay? Ursher going to beat your ass and his security going to beat your ass. This, this, this man didn't get into a fight. This man did not get into a fight. All right? Do better, guys. Do better. That man did not get touched. Got to do better. Got to do better. Okay. And then one more time. That's Chris Brown performing at the damn festival. So what are we talking about? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Everybody cool now? Everybody good now? We got to the bottom of it. It didn't, there was no, nobody got jumped. No fight took place. We got to the bottom of it. Yes. Nobody touched Ursh. Right. Okay. Okay. Final, final story for the night. And we're going to shut it down. Philip Marshall. Listen. Philip Marshall. They did him so dirty. They did him so dirty. They did him so dirty. They did him and his family so dirty. Philip Marshall was a pilot during 9-11. ready here we go philip marshall this is why I, I i tell people lord have mercy you know you done you find yourself on the wrong on the bad side of a lodge that that's it that's all right he got black doctors talking about i can cure cancer with nanoparticles and run ahead and, and, and run out here and, 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 and run your mouth to everybody yeah people out here really out here losing their lives putting up real fights and and really out here, you know, exposing stuff and trying to teach the people. And not, not super sly. Listen, I was, you, you need me to do what? Uh, okay, got you. Yeah. So here we go. Philip Marshall. All right. <laughs> Philip Marshall. Authorities said Philip Marshall in his mid fifties killed his son, Alex 17 daughter, Michaela 14 January 31st at their home in Murphy's before taking himself out with his Glock. The three are shown in a family photo at left. The family dog was also shot. Freelance investigative reporter and author Wayne Madsen, a colleague of mine in Washington, D.C., traveled to the crime scene to probe the matter further. His reports have argued against the original findings of self-deletion. Local authorities responded late last week by saying their investigation is continuing. 
One question raised by Madsen shown at the right pertains to the logistics of the Marshall's shooting. In one column, Madsen reported, um, okay, investigative author Phil Madsen was right-handed, but Sheriff claims he shot himself in the left side of his head. Madsen also questions why the local sheriff's office arranged for the victim's home to be cleaned so promptly. As a larger context, both Madsen and Marshall are authors writing about controversial topics. Marshall, a former United Airlines pilot, has written about his work with drug runner Barry Seal during the Iran-Contra scandal. Seal was murdered in 1986. Also, Marshall has challenged the official accounts of 9-11. He was working on a new book about the 1963 assassination of, of John Kennedy, one of more than 250 by various authors. Matson, former Navy intelligence officer and NSA analyst, has written about a half dozen books with hard-hitting commentaries. Okay? The most recent uh, are... Le- LaFair Patriots published in December on the resignation of the CIA director. Madsen argues that in, that in it, that Patriots was caught being disloyal to the president in the reelection campaign. Madsen published the manufactured president about the pre- president's hidden past in June. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Last year, uh, for example, he spent more than two hours talking to he- uh, to hearsay witnesses to piece together circumstances of a fatal fall from a restaurant ledge by a Defense Department employee whom the Washington Post had declined to name the news story. I saw him in action for the first hour or so of that probe before I headed home to do my own work. What I saw was genuinely impressive in his ability to persuade those he encountered to share information. Sources included a federal security officer who witnessed the death, the death's immediate aftermath and restaurant personnel who spoke to official investigators. I'm not sure what the story added up to. Okay. Now here we go with Marshall. Madsen told a radio radio interview that he was hundred percent certain of irregularities in the court, uh, in the official account. He said, for example, that the crime scene was illegally and surreptitiously cleaned up by professionals, including an SUV licensed undetermined with an array of communication antennas bristling from the roof. Further, he told interviewer Kevin Barrett that all of Marshall's neighbors believe it was a professional murder, not the murder deletion claimed by local police. His reports on the Marshall killing have generated controversy, including from some armchair bloggers who adopt a cynical or iconoplastic, uh, iconoclastic persona. Okay. Now let's see what someone else says about what Phil, <laughs> Philip Marshall. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing. This is the book he wrote. This is the book he wrote. Stop playing. Like this is what happens. This, people go. Bye-bye, like, for real. Y'all be worried about the wrong things. Marshall, 
Marshall had discovered strong connections between the 9-11 attacks in George Bush administration and Abstergo Industries. Uh, Marshall, who they claim Templar Templar hitman David Clark, allegedly murdered Marshall, his two teenage children, Alex and Michaela, and their family dog execution style. The local police were infiltrated by Abstergo agents and the deaths were eventually ruled a murder self-deletion. Okay, this is all alleged. This is all alleged. Clark is a member of the Templar Order. In 1999, Clark was involved in the sabotage of John F. Kennedy Jr.'s plane under orders from Warren Vidic. Kennedy had long suspected that his father's assassination was the result of a conspiracy. Hoping to discover the truth, Kennedy was planning to seek Daniel Patrick Moynihan, soon to be vacated seat, Senate seat in New York, and eventually the presidency. Thus, he was viewed as a threat by the order, uh, the order and disposed of. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. Let's look up Abstergo Industries. And then we're going to get up out of here. Copy, paste. <laughs> I'm going to come back on this. I'll come back to this. I'll, I'll talk to the missus and see what we see what she comes up with. Okay. Let's see what they say. And the gated, gated golf community known as forest meadows in one of the region's most exclusive neighborhoods and in the home of career pilot turned successful author police reported that deputies found Philip Marshall dead in a pool of blood inside the front door. All had been shot in the head. The family dog also shot to death was found in the bedroom. This was the movie Tom Cruise. Yes. American made. So this is what he actually did for real. So he did this for real. Like he was really finding the dope. He was, you know, he was like Teddy's brother, the pilot. You understand? See, oh, thank you for the 500 super chat. Since I playing with rabbit holes, did you see the Grim Reaper at the King's coronation? <laughs> Hey, yo, I was watching the hell out of it. I was watching it. I was watching it. I was watching it. I was watching it. Okay. 
Marshall had been a career airline pilot with alleged connections to the Central Intelligence Agency. Black SUVs from out of state, some with an array of communication antennas were parked near the home of Philip Marshall. People were searching the inside and outside of the home even after dark. It could be easy to believe that he was assassinated like his former boss and flying partner, Barry Seal. After a career flying planes that included CIA connections and running with Bar- both Barry and Pablo Escobar while working in intelligence. Wow, he was really a big dog. Okay, question number one. Why was Marshall right inside the door to the home? His children were found on the sofa in the living room, both shot in the head. Allegedly, allegedly by their father. The dog was in the bedroom. In any scenario, there are issues with the scene that makes little to no or no sense. Marshall's body is found right inside the door would indicate that he either was shot right inside the door or that he pondered leaving the home and then shot himself. Question number two should be the entry wound on Marshall. Marshall, known to be right-handed, was alleged to have the Calaveras County Sheriff to have shot himself in the left side of the head. A natural preclusion by an experienced shooter, a right-handed shoot, experienced shooter would be to pick up the gun in your right hand and shoot yourself. The entry wound on the left side of his head is extremely irregular. Question number three. Would his children, had he shot them, simply have let it happen? At the time of his death, Alex was 17 years old and sitting there with his kid sister. While the dad may have overpowered them, the police never reported finding defensive wounds on the kids, and Alex at 17 would be unlikely to not have tried to stop his father, giving his sister time to flee. This would make the shooting them both in the head difficult to do without more attention being brought to the residents. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. By some neighbor accounts, he may have may have been a good father, little league coach, Navy vet, CIA connected pilot with access to knowledge and information that he used to write his novels. That access and knowledge, especially after writing and publishing The Big Bamboozle, could have been could have made him a target for retribution. Marshall has made some interesting claims about one of America's most powerful families, the Bush family, specifically uh, George W. Bush, Jeb Bush, and as well as former Vice President Dick Cheney. This is ugly. Yeah, let me get up out of here. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I know when to sit my ass down. I'm good. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I'm good. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down. So, um. Oh, okay. Al Jamin beat, uh, he beat Timmy Cejudo by split decision. Okay. Okay, that's what up. Shout out to uh shout out to uh Sterling. He beat Henry Cejudo. Like I knew he I figured he would. Alright, alright. What hey, what Canelo do? Did he Canelo win? Let me, let me, let me look on monthly ESPN. Lame ass Canelo win. Sorry ass Canelo. Scary ass Canelo. You know they all avoid black fighters. 
they hate the thought of fighting black fighters. Bob Arum has said many, many times that they purposely avoid the black fighters because the black fighters are the best fighters. The best fighters. Right? Okay. I'm going to go watch the ghost now. <laughs> yeah, Canel. Well, yeah, yeah. The white Mexican. The white Mexican. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Thank you, everybody, that donated your time and energy, resources, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back again to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a little bit lighthearted. And then Monday, um, Form Runner is coming back. And we're going to talk some politics, some bricks, all that good stuff. You know how we do when I bring, when Form Runner comes through, it just, it, just, it just goes left. So with that being said, thank everybody for hanging out. Um, yeah, yeah, good times, good times, good times, y'all. Y'all have a a good night. <laughs> Sensational.